Hello and welcome to the Bully Beater Podcast, an ongoing discussion on raising awareness of bullying and empowering victims. Coming to you from Brisbane, Australia, I'm your host, Jay Pickering. Hello, hello and welcome to the Bully Beater Podcast. I hope we're all having a great week. I'm here for the first time ever with my co-host, Mr. Gregory Irvin. Greg, how are we today, my man? I'm feeling great, Jay. I'm feeling great. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, buddy. I am good. Let's get into this. Let's get into it. Ready to rock and roll? Yeah. Let's go. So, Greg, do you know what bullying is? It's more about the person doing the bullying than who they're bullying. It's it's about how how they feel about themselves. Yeah. Um, when I've, whenever I've encountered it, yeah, um, I think it's usually that person feeling bad about themselves and they don't know how to feel better. So the easiest way for them to do it is to make other people feel worse. Okay. Unfortunately, it always seems to be a bit of a vicious cycle. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So the thing with bullying, and a lot of people don't actually understand this, psychologists have done some studies on this. And it's broken up into three key characteristics. And the first one is it's a power imbalance and a dominance behavior. The second one is unwanted and aggressive behavior. Sure. Then the third is it's done over time. So those three key elements make up bullying in essence. Yeah, so um, if I could just ask, what got you so interested in this subject to begin with? So for myself personally, I was bullied as a kid at school for, you know, a number of reasons. I was more so targeted because growing up, I did remedial classes, special ed classes. I had dyslexia and learning difficulties and stuff like that. And people would often call me stupid, dumb, spastic, retard. Kids can be cruel. Yeah, man, for sure. That's for sure. Um and then even in the workplace, I'd experienced it. And I probably experienced it in the workplace more so, I think, than I did in school. I was working at this facility and I was on the grounds crew. Um, and there was an old guy there. I'm going to call all my bullies Donald. Okay. No no relation. <laughs> no relation. It's a bit of a Trumpian reference, but no relation. Yeah, no. We'll just settle for Donald Duck. Donald. Oh, Donald Duck. <laughs> so... This guy, he was an older guy. Sure. There was actually two of them. And this is, it's a pretty sad story. Okay. Um, so when I first started, there was these two older gentlemen. One's name was Ronald and <laughs> the other was Donald. You know, I was working with them a little bit and a couple other guys. And these two, everyone looked up to as the two dominant males the alphas of the group of okay. the team yeah we were in a team of about 20 25 people sure and they were both in their early 60s and um so they always used to call me you know a fat so-and-so um insert expletive here yes very Go- much so gotcha very much so and all the majority of the grounds crew were younger than me you know they'll late teens, early 20s, and they used to look up to these guys as gods. 
Sure. So they'd laugh at them and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I had a lot of time off work at the time because going to work, like, you know, you're getting called this, say, five, six, ten times a day. Sure. Your self-esteem is going to drop quite significantly, right? Absolutely. And then you got people laughing at you about it and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I was on. I took some time off work and I got a phone call one day from my manager, and she basically said that Ronald had died last night of a heart attack. So everyone from the grounds crew is going to meet up at the local bar and have some drinks. Okay. So I went there and had some drinks with the team and everything like that and everyone was good to me and blah 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 and um after he died there was another guy that stepped up in the group and he was probably late 40s early 50s he was a bit of a smart ass personality type so he thought he'd be the next ronald so same thing every day i'd get called these things and i'd go on and then one day i got called into the office and i said they asked me, Jay, what's going on, blah, blah, your performance and all that kind of stuff. You haven't been showing up to work. And I said, righto. So here's the situation. I'm getting called these names every day by these two. I've got everyone laughing at me. We go to sit down and have lunch at lunchtime. Nobody wants to sit there and talk to me, blah, blah. I'm basically being treated like a leper. Yep. And then my manager turned around and said to the area manager, whatever you want to call them, um said well jay we had no idea about this and then the area manager he turned around and said well jay i can't tell i can't force people to turn around and sit with you at lunchtime that's up to you if they don't like you they don't like you you know and i was just like well f you kind of thing and then so anyway i was feeling really depressed and they moved me into different teams so one sunday night i seen this episode of Sunday night about Olivia Penpraise committing suicide. And then I actually got into, started getting into a bit of personal development at the time. And I started getting into Tony Robbins and a bit of NLP. Okay. And um, I went and got a Tony Robbins CD from the library. And I just decided I'm going to listen to that in my car on my way to work every day. So I listened to that and it was there was like some affirmations on there and the affirmation was I'm unstoppable, I'm unstoppable. When you think about it, I mean, it's it's not really a dissimilar story to the same thing that so many kids go through, go through at school. And and as a parent, I know there have been many times here in our, in our past where we've spoken to teachers in, in primary school, you know, years back, where we've, you want to try and make them aware of, of you know, the behaviour of someone in the classroom, and and of course, you know, they, they also, they always want you to, to say, right, who is it? You know, we'll deal with it, and mm. and ultimately, you kind of just want them to do their job and and be responsible and monitor the situation, you know, and you don't want to have to have to call people out, you know, you just want it, you just want it to be a better environment. Yeah. And, you know, and I've, I've seen this in the workplace as well where, you know, some people just get on get on the outer and get separated from the flock and, and their day going to work is just hell. Well, yeah. Like, and that's that's the thing, man, that 
And people don't realize that if you're in an environment and you're made to feel like crap, you're not going to want to be in that environment. Your work standards are going to drop. You know, the way you communicate to people is going to drop. The way you feel is ultimately going to drop. Your your self-esteem, your confidence, it's just going to be absolutely kicked in the guts and you're going to have none, you know? So moving back to the story with Donald, that's what was happening to me. Like he was calling me these names and there was days where my my emotional states were either really submissive and he'd just dominate me or I'd get really aggressive. And there was days, man, where I've boxed, right? So I've boxed on and off, say, for 15 years. I've never had a fight. I've just trained. Sure. Now, in a couple of moments, I could have, the way he treated me and the way he made me feel, I got to turn around and go bang, 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 bang. But that would have led to me being charged with assault, losing my job, and then I would have come across as the bully. Yeah, of course. So power imbalance again. The thing that I learnt with Donald was he had a very dominant personality. And then I started listening to these Tony Robbins CDs and stuff and then telling myself affirmations on the way to work every day. Like I started saying... I'm unstoppable, I'm unstoppable, blah, blah, blah. And what he'd do is one day he'd, he'd call me a name and then I just went up to him and said, yeah, but you've got to admit I'm looking good in what I'm wearing. And how would he react to that? He had he had nothing to come back with because the thing is, so it broke that pattern. He He thought he dominated the situation because he was a very dominant personality yeah, sure. Dominant man. He he his belief was dominate every situation, dominate people. Right there in that moment he he didn't dominate me at all. I detached myself emotionally from the situation. I walked away. How how old were you when, when all this was happening, just out of curiosity? I was probably late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, I was late twenties. Okay. Never stops, does it? No. No. I like I had another situation where, and this is going back even further in my early 20s and I was working in a factory building some plumbing supplies and my 2IC at the time, again. And Don- Donald. Donald. Yes. Donald. Love the Donalds. Yep. Bit of an alpha male, dominant personality, very egotistical. He always used to try and same sort of thing, you know, like he knew that I had dyslexia and stuff. And he'd try to make me feel like crap. Like, because in this job, one of the worst things you can do is have a guy with dyslexia working working with barcodes. I'd have to, like, work out with barcodes that had three digits and I'd get them mixed up and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So, yeah. So, one lunchtime, Donald come up to me, right? And... He basically passed me a post-it note in front of everyone. This is my 2IC. And the post-it note said, we tart it, we tart it, so for King we tart it. He's like, Jay, read that out three times. And then I took one look at it and said... So I've seen this post-it note. So yeah. So what he basically did was he wrote a rather 
derogatory thing for you to say to yourself, but he wrote it in such a way that it was using different words. So yeah, we w e t a r d i t retard it. Yeah, and then sofa king. king. Yeah, yeah, scumbag. Yeah, the guy's a scumbag. Yeah. So this is my two IC. So I basically said, man, I'm not reading this. You know where to go. And two days later, I lost my job. You know what I mean? Like, and it does my head in that this guy's an adult. Yeah, and and he thinks something like that's okay to do. But and I, I guess I guess people do what they get away with, right? Well, that's it. And the other. So what made this situation worse is the fact that his best friend's father, I believe, owned the company. Mm-hmm. So you know, he was he was never gonna get the sack. You know, in that instance. And well, there's your power imbalance right there, isn't it? And that's that's exactly yeah. right. He, he he knew that there was nothing he could do wrong. Yeah, and it it was the same. It was the same thing as Donald at the you know the other Donald. Yeah. He just just quickly apology to all the the actual Donalds out there. <laughs> um, we know that the names don't define a person, and maybe just maybe Donald as a name is going out of fashion. But I know. That there's going to be one of you out there, and I'm and I do apologise. Please don't take this personally, but we know there's some really genuine Donalds out there. That's what Greg is saying. We we also know there's some some rather questionable Donalds out there. So anyway, that's true. back to the story. So this this power imbalance. What usually happens is this, and the dominance behaviour. People will target people that they know that they can control and it's usually they know that they can control them in a way emotionally say if if i know that i have control of greg's emotions hypothetically i've got dominance over him you know what i mean so with that deep sultry voice you practically have (laughs) well thank you very much ladies and gentlemen you're welcome (laughs) And and that's what the power imbalance is. So like it's it's used in a way where you can either physically control people or you point out their weaknesses and you know your strengths and you you take aim at their weaknesses. You know if if you're someone that like like myself that at the time when I was working in that facility where I was on the grounds maintenance team, I was significantly overweight. I'd had a ruptured ACL. I'd put on probably 15, 20 kilos. And I've always been one of those people that I treat people the way I like to be treated. Now, Donald, he'd used to have a go at me and my weight. So he'd attack my weight thinking that, yep, I'm going to go at him, you know. So so Donald was in his 60s. Was he a slender reed himself? No, he had a beer gut. Okay. He had a beer gut and he was a chain smoker. So, you know, he it was funny because he'd used to stand there on his hip, like stand up straight, chest out, hands on his hips, a fag hanging out his mouth. I think I've seen a few of these a few of these Donalds in my time, you know, oh, myself. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. They're everywhere. And it's I was talking to another friend the other day and it's funny, like bullies when it comes to that power imbalance. My mate was saying, you think about it, everything they target is actually quite shallow. Like if if you have, if your weakness is 
say like mine was being dyslexic reading and writing right if you're overweight they target your weight if you have say red hair what do they do they target your red hair always something obvious that there's not really any <laughs> yeah yeah and, and there's, there's no denying it no that's that's it and it's like, like yes i've got red hair you know what of it and and that's the thing like if if you own that if you own that within yourself there is no power imbalance. Like if you if if they're really do, if they're a really dominant person, and then you go back at them, trying to fight for dominance, and depending on how dominant you are, or sorry, how dominant they are, there's a chance that you're going to lose. And that's and that's how they operate. You know, they target they target the things that they know will emotionally break you down the most. So but, you so you felt like you broke the cycle by taking away their power by showing them that they wouldn't get to you. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know... Did you feel like you ever got to a place where it actually didn't get to you or was it you're just putting on a good poker face? No, I'm I'm at that place now, to be honest with you. Like, you know, since I had my knee reconstruction, man, like, so I'll tell you something. When I blew out my knee, I was 100, 102 kilos roughly. And to the time I went and had the recon, I got up to 117. Post-recon, I got up to 135 or 132, roughly, I think it was. Now I'm down to, you know, 104, 105-ish, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Here's the thing with me. I know I'm working extremely hard on getting fit and healthy and all that kind of stuff. But I can't remember the last time someone actually called me fat. You know what I mean? I can't remember the last time someone called me fat and it truly affected me. Could it be that you're <laughs> surrounding yourself with the right people now? Uh, and that's that's a big part to do with it, you know, as well, you know. Um, but the other thing is, t- like, I've, I know who I am as a person. I've become aware of what my strengths and weaknesses are as well, that I believe self-awareness, man... Self-awareness is massive in today's society. So that about wraps it up for our inaugural podcast. Jay, have you got any any words of wisdom to leave our listeners with tonight? Believe in yourself. Believe in who you are and everything you stand for. Believe. <laughs>